in three, in two, and one. Hi, everybody. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate, and you can contact me at tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. Today, we're talking real estate appraisal, and we call this one the USPAP and the Investigator's Questions. With any luck at all, you'll be able to ignore the contents of this podcast for your entire appraisal career. But luck can be fickle, can't it? So, chances are, at least once in your appraisal career, you'll need this advice. When will that be? When you get that letter from the state appraisal board. Such a letter is not the worst thing to happen to an appraiser, but there is no reason to be unprepared. So, let's get started on those answers and find out how to impress that investigator. First, understand that your investigator will not be a fellow appraiser. This is so the investigator will not empathize with you or the problem at hand. Your interview with the state's investigator will likely be by phone or by Zoom. Gone are the days when the investigator paid you a personal visit. It's just too expensive, and state boards don't have the time or the personnel to do that. Understand this investigative process is not a conversation. You're there to answer questions, not ask them. So, while your investigator will be polite, you are in the hot seat. The investigator will ask you the questions and will also expect you to answer them truthfully. You will have already sent in a copy of your entire work file, as well as the appraisal report. Therefore, these are where the questions will center. Your value conclusion will not be the center or focus of these questions. This is simply because your value conclusion is, by definition, an opinion. So, the investigator will focus the questions not on your value, but on how and why you developed that value. By the time of the interview, the investigator or an outside contractor will have compared your work file to your appraisal report. When you say prices are up and so forth, did you chronicle that support in your work file? Where? How? Are your sources for that data unbiased? Racial bias is not the only bias investigators look out for. In addition, the investigator will ask you about the comparable sales you used in the report. That investigator will ask you to show, from the work file, your analyses of those sales. By what analytics did you conclude those sales were comparable to and competitive with the subject? By what analytics did you choose those sales? By what analytics did you choose to eliminate the sales you did not use in the appraisal? Which comparable search criteria did you use and why those criteria? Did your comps range in size by 10% of the GLA or 5%? Why did you choose those size parameters but not others? What market data support those specific search criteria? How did you derive your age and condition adjustments? There are various acceptable protocols to do this. Was your protocol for this adjustment one of these? What is the market evidence there is neither functional nor economic obsolescence in the subject's current market? How did you calculate this? How about cash equivalency calculations? Interest rates are now significantly higher than they were 12 to 18 months ago. This is a significant external obsolescence factor. 
If a property sold at a time when interest rates were lower, will this difference affect current purchase prices? Whatever your answer, the investigator will want to see the market support for it in the work file. Is each statement of fact in your appraisal report both true and correct? Under highest and best use, in the report, did you indicate the current improvements were financially feasible? By what protocols or analytics did you arrive at this conclusion? This is a common question from investigators, one you'll need to be able to answer with data in your work file. Is your explanation for what you did in the appraisal and why you did it clear and persuasive? For example, does your appraisal report merely contain the sentence, quote, the adjustments are as shown, unquote, or in the report, do you summarize the rationale and support you have for the adjustments? How about your scope of work? USPAP's definition of scope of work is the type and extent of research and analyses in an appraisal assignment, unquote. Really, the investigator wants to see a summary of that research and analyses clearly and persuasively in the report. So, is your scope of work clear and persuasive? Or is it merely a recitation of what you did at the property inspection? And how about the SR2-3 certification? If you are the supervisor, it is okay not to visit the property so long as you disclose that properly. It's very common for a complaint to contain the contention the signing appraiser never visited the property. Basically, if you're signing a 1004 reporting form on the left, you must have personally visited the property. There is no way around this truth, nor any ethical way to avoid it. And this is an aspect of the appraisal assignment the investigator will verify carefully. And how about significant appraisal assistance? Too many times, the issue here is not failure to disclose that assistance. Rather, it's disclosing as significant appraisal assistance what is not really such assistance. For example, to measure a house is not such assistance. To photograph it is not such assistance. To type and assemble an appraisal report is not such assistance. So, the issue is not so much improperly listing such assistance. It is listing improperly such assistance. Your investigator is not going to ask you questions about USPAP nor about any of the selling guides. And the investigator most certainly will not have any questions on state appraisal statutes. But the investigator may ask you to describe the appraisal process, or to summarize the definition of market value, or to explain your concept of a proper scope of work. Can you? Once the interview is over, the investigator will finish his or her notes, make a recommendation for further action, and then send that package upstairs to the full appraisal board. The recommendation the investigator will make will be either to close the file with no further action or to raise the complaint to a formal charge. Nationwide, about half of the complaints against appraisers end up with no further action. Somebody from the state board will correspond with you indicating the file is closed and the matter is over. What if the state chooses to raise the complaint to a formal charge? At this point, the state will notify you of the escalation and offer to settle the matter. This usually involves a fine and or some education and or other sanctions open to the appraisal board. If you choose to dispute the charges and not accept the settlement, you'll have the opportunity to meet with either a committee representing the entire board 
or the entire board itself. If you meet with a committee after that hearing, the committee will make a recommendation to the entire board. It will then consider this recommendation at its next regular meeting. If you meet with the board itself, it will make a decision and impose a sanction. Unless you live in Texas, there is no appeal from that other than a lawsuit in circuit court. And those courts typically do not overturn the decision of professional boards. To avoid all of this unhappiness, etc., what can you do? In compliance with Standard 1, you need a killer work file. Everything, really everything you saw, touched, thought, tasted, smelled, saw, or felt relative to that assignment must be in the work file. Everything, every iteration of the data, every mistake, every search criterion, and most importantly, the why of every one of these. So, let's review. Your investigator will not be an appraiser. Your appraisal will be the focus of numerous questions. To these, your answers will have to come out of the data in your work file. Once the entire investigation is complete, the investigator will forward the file to the state board. Here, the case could be dismissed. If not, there will likely be a settlement offer from the state. If you choose not to accept it, there will be a hearing. At the hearing, the state board will decide if you have violated USPAP or state statutes. If so, the board will institute a penalty. Outside of Texas, there is no appeal from that decision outside of a formal lawsuit. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. Contact me at tim at theappraisersadvocate.com if I can ever be of any help to you. Do you need another pair of eyes to take a look at that appraisal report to see if it complies with USPAP? Do you need help with a state investigation? Do you need help as an expert witness? Are your appraisals credible and your reports not misleading? I can help you. Again, please contact me. It will be a pleasure to know you and an honor to work with you. And one more question before we're clear. Are your appraisal reports clear and persuasive? Thanks. Now we're clear.